Hey guys, Max here, the Celeb Talk Guy. The podcast is officially back. I am going to start doing podcast episodes at least once a week, and I am just so excited to be back. So in the podcast episodes, I am going to jump in in even more depth and be even more thorough on what happened in these reality shows, last night being 90 Day Fiance, whereas the YouTube videos are a little bit shorter, more fun, and just to the point. So this will still be to the point, very interactive, and still very fun, but a little bit more thorough. So let's not waste any more time and jump into what the hell happened last night on 90 Day Fiance, because we had a lot of different moving parts, number one, and we potentially had two, maybe even three, possible breakups. So breakup number one is Anna and Marcel. What the hell happened? I couldn't figure out. First off, Anna, Marcel, they were both hysterically crying. At first, I thought Marcel, he wasn't very emotional. And I was like, God, he just seems so robotic and he doesn't care about her. It really actually made me mad because, hey, he came in, he affected Anna's kids for the rest of their life, a little part of them will be slightly affected by his presence being in there because it's a different man. It's, it just changes everything up. So I don't like that, number one. And he, he was rude to her. He was rude to the kids. He was rude to everyone. And this guy came in, and I was like, God, he doesn't even seem to be too devastated, too beat up. But then as the show kept going on, he started crying in front of the camera. Obviously, he didn't want to get too emotional in front of a camera, it looks like now. But he was emotional. She was even more emotional. And... As we know now, Anna and Marcel are done. It gets really weird, though, because Anna dropped off Marcel at the airport, but we never saw Marcel get on a plane. And as Anna said, once Marcel gets on that plane and he steps foot in Turkey, he can't come back here ever again, or he has to start up the whole you know K-1 visa process again. So it's like it. once he gets on that plane, it's a done deal. But we never saw him actually get on the plane, which brings me to my other point, which is we've heard so many rumors that Anna and Marcel did get married, I think, in September because we saw a marriage license. So are Anna and Marcel officially done? God only knows. We'll probably have to wait for however many weeks until the tell-all. Really, at this point, we have no idea. I can only hope and cross my fingers that they are officially done, but there's just no way of knowing. So I, my gut tells me no. I think that they are still together. I think Marcel isn't going to get on the plane because Anna was begging him to take her back and to stay, which that's a little desperate. Come on, Anna. You're a catch. You're nothing, you know, I mean, Marcel should be lucky to be with you. You're a nice lady. You have three great kids. You're smart, you're relatively speaking normal, and you shouldn't have to deal with some jackass like Marcel. Unfortunately, though, she was begging him to take her back, and he said, no, I'm, I'm going to go with my mom and just go back to Turkey. I don't think he does that, but we will have to wait and see. So couple number one, we have no idea. My gut tells me that they are still together. Anna and Marcel, we'll have to wait and see. Couple number two that might have broken up is Mike and Natalie. Now, Michael was over in Ukraine. They got into a huge fight basically just on their religious beliefs and the children and the money and everything. The religion really kind of stemmed it and that, that you know, was the whole 
basically what made everyone go crazy. But they, they have a lot of their own problems. So they were fighting a ton. Michael had to leave to go back to the United States. And they ended on such a strange note. Michael said bye to Natalie's mom. And I couldn't figure out if she was saying bye for good or bye for the trip. It was really, really, really odd. Natalie even gave Michael the ring back that he gave to her when he initially proposed to her. So it was strange. I can't figure out if they are officially done or if they're on a break or if they're just in a fight. From the way of the show, it kind of just sounds like, and basically all that Michael was saying, it sounds like that they have broken up. Now, of course, we'll have to wait until next week to really officially know. But my take on Michael and Natalie is that they're done. And they're one of the few couples this season that I was rooting for because I think she means well. I know everyone has their own opinions on Natalie. And I think Michael actually means well, too. But they have so many different religious beliefs. It probably wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if they were to break up. But, you know, they were kind of cute together. So it is what it is. And the same thing with that couple. We'll just have to wait and see. My gut also tells me with Mike and Natalie, though, she is just ticking away to have a kid. She's in her 30s. She's really just desperate to just have a kid with someone. I think she kind of had a hunch that Michael wasn't as, you know, he's not in a big hurry. And I think she's going to just end it, end it, break it off with them and just go their separate ways. In the next couple that might be on their way out, and we can also only hope and pray that they are on their way out, is Tanya and Sinjin. If you don't remember, Tanya was down in Costa Rica, basically taking some kind of a class on, I don't even know, skincare, natural stuff. To be completely honest, it was somewhere in the realm of just health and wellness, holistic health, something like that. She went there. It sounds like she booked this month-long class in Costa Rica after she knew Sinjin was coming to America. So, number one, that's ridiculous. She has 90 days with this guy, and she takes 30 days to go to Costa Rica. I mean, that just is mind-numbing to hear that. So, number one, that was a huge deal. But Sinjin was very understanding. He just wanted to communicate with her as much as possible because, yeah, he is a little clingy. But, hey, it is his fiance. He should be. He should want to talk to her, and she should want to talk to him. Tanya, on the other hand, was very different. She kind of wanted to just do her own thing and just hang out with her friends and dance with the locals there, men, not, not women, mainly men, which she was doing a lot of. So, of course, Sinjin was concerned. He was blowing up her phone. He was reaching out constantly. In this last episode, Tanya comes back and initially they were off to a good start. They were trying to not, not to fight and just have a good night together and it sounds like they kind of did. It's hard not to with a guy like Sinjin because he goes with the flow and he's so nice and he's so cool. The only person that can really start a fight is Tanya. So the next day they're driving back to Connecticut and Tanya just blows up. Sinjin blows up. They were having a huge fight and it got really ugly, really messy. And they were in talks about just ending it and breaking up. And hey, I'll be the first to say I am totally on board for that because I don't like this couple together at all. I think Tanya takes complete advantage over Sinjin and it's just, it's really ugly and messy to see. 
But shockingly enough, after they had their big blowout fight, Tanya actually apologized to Senjin, which is a step in the right direction for them as a couple. But I don't see it. I don't want to see it. I don't just I don't I don't see it happening. Tanya, she just wants everything. She wants the stability, she wants the family, she wants a guy that's willing to put up with her, and I don't see that happening. I don't think she's ever going to find someone like that. No offense to her, I hope she does, but I don't see that happening because you can't get everything in life. You can't get your way, you know, it's like and she wants everything. And I think the closest she will ever get to that is Sinjin. The only problem with Sinjin for her is he's a tad bit clingy. And for whatever reason, Sinjin is just head over heels in love with Tanya. But I think their relationship is going to come to an end. We'll have to wait, you know, for the tell-all or whatever till the end of the season. But we heard a rumor that Tanya is pregnant and Sinjin got the hell out of Connecticut and went back to South Africa. Who knows if it's true? I wouldn't be shocked at all if Tanya went to a sperm bank and got pregnant on her own and Sinjin just said, you know, forget this and just he went, he left because... How can anyone stand that much just screaming and negativity? And so Tanya's a lot to handle. And I, my hunch tells me that Tanya and Sinjin, they're done. After that last episode, they were really open about talking about breaking up. And I don't see them turning the corner and working out their differences. So I just think at this point, they're probably by the end of the season, they will be done. Okay, then there was Juliana and Sarah. I don't even want to say Michael because he wasn't in a single second of last night's episode. He must have either been sick or on vacation. You know, who knows? Maybe he was gone for work or whatever. So last night we saw a lot of Juliana and Sarah, Michael's ex-wife. They were hanging out a lot, which is cool. You know, obviously Juliana doesn't know any other women besides Sarah. And it's really great to see Sarah open up and just be... Like a best friend, you know, almost even like a sister, kind of as, as odd as that sounds. But to Juliana, she's really being nice. It looks like Sarah did get remarried and she has a great relationship with Michael. Initially, I thought this is the weirdest thing in the whole world, how close Michael and Sarah are. But they're quote unquote co-parenting Max and Cece, which is cool. I think it is great for the kids. And so last episode, Juliana and Sarah just hung out. They went and got Juliana's dress altered. They were talking about Juliana's past and Sarah's, even a little bit of Sarah's past when she got married. And it was cool. It was cute. It was fun. They have a pretty good time together and nothing too explosive or dramatic. Juliana always gets emotional when she talks about her past and her past is either one or the other. It's either unbelievably crazy and I feel really bad for her or... It's a little bit stretched in the truth. And, you know, she's from Brazil, so it probably was pretty ridiculous. Sounds like she's just had a lot with abuse and people taking advantage of her. So to see her come, you know, where she is now, it's a cool kind of like a success story. And it's nice to see. Now, is she taking advantage of Michael? Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I like to think the best and just say no. Maybe she loves him for who he is. For as beautiful as she is, I'm a little shocked. But, you know, he's a good-looking guy. He's a really smart guy. He's a nice, he's a family guy. So maybe that really is what attracts her to him. And I wish them the best. I really do. They are my number one favorite couple in this season, Nine Day Fiance. 
And of course, for some god-awful reason, Angela and Michael were like the main cast last night. They were in a large majority of the two-hour episode, which, if you love them, great for you. I can't stand those two. I think they're kind of actually a cute couple. Obviously, Michael is totally taking advantage and using Angela to come to America. Maybe there is some slim chance that he is into her and he really likes her. I don't really buy that, but maybe you never know. You know, but it's like, it's funny because I think he's totally using her to come to America. But I also think they're kind of cute together. She's crazy. He's crazy. They're kind of funny. If you didn't see what happened, Angela just screamed at the guy for the whole time they were on the show about the visa process and that he should have said this and not that and blah 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 he didn't miss a whole lot i kind of space out when they're on because angela loves the drama and she when she gets on camera she just starts saying anything so you can't even believe half of it and in the past couple episodes michael's visa got denied but with the way that this show works and how they just make up a bunch of bullshit and especially how angela is I wouldn't even be shocked if in two or three, four months, the guy's here. In present day, he might even be here right now. So I'm not taking anything that that the show says or that Angela says serious. Because for all we know, he his visa might have been, who knows? It could have been that they suggest denial or you just don't know. So I spaced the hell out when Angela and Michael come on. And last night, not a single thing happened between them. She came to Nigeria. They did all their weird sex stuff. And that was about it. And the last but not least couple that was on last night is Blake and Jasmine. And they're like one of the more couples I kind of actually like, as as strange as that sounds. And that just shows you how horrible these couples are this season. I wish Jasmine would open up to Blake and Blake's friends and Blake's mom so much. Because if she opened up and was a little bit more genuine... I think it'd be a pretty good relationship. They are a little bit on the younger side, but the way I see it is Blake is head over heels in love with Jasmine, probably because she's a quote-unquote model, and he probably thinks she's beautiful and whatever. She's kind of funny here and there, but she just doesn't seem very nice. Like, she's a complete bitch to Blake's mom. She's a complete closed-off bitch to Blake's friends. And she's just so into hanging out with her sister, which tells me that she's only coming here not for Blake, but for her sister, to be around her sister. And I wouldn't even be shocked, honestly, if she comes here, marries Blake, and she'll do one of two things. Maybe one of three. Best case scenario, they get married, they live happily ever after. Jasmine opens up a little bit more to Blake and Blake's friends and Blake's family, and it's happily ever after. That is pretty slim. The more likely situation is she comes to America, gets married, gets her visa, and the first second she can, she leaves his ass. The third and probably even most likely situation is she comes to America, they get married, and they stay married, but Blake is doing everything. Blake is making all the money. Blake is working. Blake is doing this. Blake is doing that. And she is just going to yoga and hanging out with her sister and acting like she's modeling. Now, I don't want to call anyone out. You know, it's obviously, it's, well, I don't want to say it's too early, but we've always heard stories that when the cameras are on you, you don't, you know, always be yourself. So that could be a possibility, but it's like you watch the show and I get it that Blake's friends 
are a little bit more, I don't know, hip, urban, ratchet, kind of. They're more just, Jasmine is a little bit more on the holistic health, hanging out. You know, she's a little more relaxed, down to earth, kind of. And then the friends are a little bit more, I don't even know, just more millennial, into rap, urban, kind of on the ratchet side. And they're different. But it's, why the hell can't Jasmine just open up and be cool? Because Blake's friends are being more than nice to Jasmine and they're asking her questions and they're being polite. And the same goes with Blake's mom. Jasmine is just in a easy situation. It's just like catching a freaking can of corn. It's so easy. All she has to do is be nice to these people. And that's why it just tells me that I don't think she's here for the right reasons. I think she is totally using Blake. Blake is very naive, it seems. And I don't think it's going to end well. I mean, worst case scenario, she leaves him. But hey, that could even be the best case for Blake, really, because it doesn't seem like she has any big motivation to get a job or to open up to any of these people or to be friends with any of these people. And I think Blake wants a woman that'll be close with his mom and that'll be friendly with his friends. And I don't think he's going to get that at all with Jasmine. So sorry for the rant. Long story short, with this couple, Blake had a show. Typical, Jasmine showed up with the sister, but she didn't give a damn. She just sat there in a booth with the sister. She wasn't in the mix. And and I've personally been in relationships and I've been around relationships where the other person isn't invested. They they don't give a shit about you and they kind of act like they do. And this is exactly what's going on with Blake and Jasmine. Blake is head over heels in love with her and Jasmine doesn't give a shit about him. That's my take on it. And... I think I'm right, to be honest. Maybe Blake and Jasmine would beg to differ, but I think I haven't seen much intimacy between them. I think she's doing a lot of complaining, and Blake is just doing anything he can to keep her happy. And it's like, why? What the hell does he see? But maybe off camera, they open up more, and she's a lot more happier and just nicer. You never really know, because we've heard so many things that when they get on camera, they get a little more closed down. So we don't know. But for Blake and Jasmine, same old BS, and it sucks to see because we've all heard the rumors that they got married. So it's really just a shame. And for the other two couples, which is Emily and Sasha and Robert and Annie, they were not on last night, which is another shame because I adore Robert and Annie. Now, no, I don't like them as a couple. I just think it's always entertaining because you never know what the hell is going to come out of Robert or, for that matter, even Annie's mouth. And that is always entertaining. So it was fun. You know, it's usually fun to hear them. They weren't there. Probably because we have so many couples this season. There's just not enough time for everyone. So guys, that is what happened last night on 90 Day Fiance. We are getting closer and closer to the season finale. And even better yet, the tell-all, which is my all-time favorite. I am excited as hell. I am going to start doing podcast episodes more consistent and regularly. So please... Hang along. I'm sorry. I know I started a podcast a while ago, then it fell off. I have been extremely busy. But if you guys enjoy these podcast episodes, they're going to be a little bit more stretched out. Obviously, the more I do them, the more relaxed and the more it'll flow. But if you enjoy them, I am going to keep posting them. And I would love to do more extended versions and just kind of have longer content stuff. So thank you so much for listening to this episode and stay tuned for many more podcast episodes.